are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome being up, I'm gonna have a lie down. Testing done! Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 18th of November, the year of our Lord, 1999. It's the 13th episode of a little known program that playing on the TVs behind uh, the stereo systems. Currently blasting out Jerry Halliwell's Lift Me Up. I sang it last week. I can't sing it again. The <laughs> Sixth Sense is currently number one in the box office. Still hanging in there. Still dead. And tomorrow never dies, the PlayStation 1, which we all bought and thought would be good as Goldeneye, because it was Bond. Deeply disappointed. While all that's going on, like I said in the background, in the foreground, I should say, Smackdown is on. Oh! It's the week after a little-known show called Survivor Series 1999. Now, people might be listening to this going, hang on, you've missed this. No, 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 no. We have already done the watch-along for Survivor Series 1999. And it is on your stream right now. You can go back and listen to it, you maroon. Yeah. It's there right silly now. Sausage. Go listen, you divot. <laughs> listen to Divot's a good Go one. listen, you pelican. You plonker. <laughs> Go listen, you heathen. <laughs> Oliver insults I can think of a curse word sort of movie. <laughs> but what happened on the show? What was the fallout from Survivor Series 1999? The only way to find that out across the internet is by sitting down with. Mafu, the guy talking to you right now, and his lovely partner, Tom Campbell. And in, in every to, sense of the word. And listen to the Coverholic Classic Smackdown review. Yeah, I got the name right as well. Happy. I try and get better every week. What a time. What an absolute time. Are you well, Matthew? Do we find you well this week? You do. I feel sure of a cannon because I was late to the office. Yeah, you had a little late one today. And a little sleeping. Was I a big man and I take full credit for not getting myself in the bed on time. No, I'm blaming my alarm for not being loud enough to wake me up. <laughs> to be honest, I've had a whole week of late nights, so I've done very well to get in every time. We, um, myself and my good lady, have been binge-watching Outlander on Amazon Prime. <laughs> you have been mentioning that quite a bit. Do you know what? I think I'm worried I'm only the only person ever watching Outlander. It's very much... Like, Alex started watching it. It's very much a like a Mills and Boone's type series when you start oh, okay. it. It's very Mills and Boone. Lots of sort of uh, scenes of, of, of naughtiness with, with men far too ripped. Lots of shots of men's bottoms and stuff. But it, as it's gone on and evolved, it's it jumped the shark in season three. And it's just got funnier. And not deliberately so. Oh. But I'm, I'm like, I can't decide whether I... I to the point where like, last night... I was, uh, we mean, we had date night last night, a time recorded, 
And I was like, do you want to go for another drink or should we go home and finish Outlander? We've got three episodes left. Yeah. And it's played on my mind and now it's finished. Now we've got through the whole thing. And the new season drops uh, next month. I've got to like, I don't know what I'm going to do without this little bit of quite good rubbish in my life. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's become part of my life. Oh, it's I know. I, I, think I, I think I've got more into it than Alex has. Oh. That's been my week. That's nice to hear. <laughs> I'll have to check out Outlander. I won't, but you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't. You'll, you'll watch five minutes of it and go, nah, that's it for me. But we've, just, we've stuck with it. We've stuck with it, and now it's a commitment that we both have. A bit like a cat. Oh. <laughs> it is weird, though, when I end up watching TV, uh, half because I want to watch it for curiosity, mm. and half because I want to stay relevant with the kids. So it's really good when you put a lot of time effort watching something, and you go online, and nobody else oh, has watched it. Because no. I watched Narcos. Yeah. which I freaking loved on Netflix to Pablo Escobar drugs and stuff and it's like if you like this you may also like uh, El Chapo about ah. El Chapo basically watch all four seasons of that got really into it no one no one in my audience ah. no one in my friends or my family cares about El Chapo I find that when you get to because we're roughly the same age aren't we but I, I feel older do you know, I, I start to feel older I find now I'm sort of on the tipping point of 30 um, that I don't really care if people watch what I'm watching I'm just like yeah. I'm gonna watch it I'll talk about it if some people get it great and if they don't then nobody's died oh yeah I should, I should point out though it's not like a oh what a waste that was it's more like I get enjoyment you're trying to be relevant discussing. as well yeah but also I like discussing yeah. with people how do people like oh you like this well I like this because really you can sit and sit down and watch something it can be you know the best TV show of the year but if you haven't got that fun of talking with people afterwards or you know making friends with it it's like oh you know, you know I feel they could have got a lot more out of it you used to rap for the hell of it now that you rap stay relevant that's good though write that down B.O.B. Hayley Williams airplanes oh. <laughs> anyway enough on that enough on yeah. that should we do a quick recap of the news and I'll do a yeah. quick recap of Survivor Series yeah let's go. let's do that so do you want to do Survivor Series first yeah sure let's get the this little rundown by the way if you, if you want to save yourself uh, two and a half hours or maybe three after us prattle along uh, Series 99 ain't great no uh, the D'Lo Brown and Godfather were the sole survivors in a match between D'Lo Brown and Godfather and the Headbangers taking on the Acolytes and the Dudley Boys after the Duds and Acolytes couldn't get along. They just couldn't get on with each other. Who'd have foreseen that given they've been feuding on TV they last should have foreseen this. Uh, Angle making his TV debut against Sean Stasiak who they got out the fridge and defrosted for three minutes. Uh, Survivor Series the major match followed then. Oh, favourite on this show the European match of who knows what the name is where uh, the survivors Mark Henry Val Venus uh, along with the non-survivors Gangrel <laughs> and who's the one Steve Blackman Steve Blackman was somehow Blackman. able to overcome the might of the Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse <laughs> what a match that was and then one fall sudden death eight man tag team match that was almost a very appropriate name because it did feature <laughs> Mae Young and Fabius Moolah <laughs> along with why as well just put a bunch of tits here to be honest <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the uh, Deborah, Tori, Ivory, Jackie, Luna, Terry. One minute fifty-three. Ah, that's too long. Uh, Kane defeated X Pac via DQ when all DX run in, so this feud must continue, and it continue it would. <laughs> uh, Sorry, series match. Supposed to be a big show team up with his good friends, the Blue Minion and Kai and Tai, but he went no. I want them all for myself, and he absolutely destroyed Midian, Prince Albert, Viscera, and tried to get his hands on Big Boss Man, but he buggered off. And. Then we had the probably the best match of the night, in my opinion. China retaining the title, mm. IC title, against Chris Jericho. 
And then we move on to another one. Very Survivor old, series match. Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, no, before that, it was Austin oh. versus a car. <laughs> and then we had Hardcore Holly being the sole survivor of a match involving him, Crash, and Too Cool versus Edge, Christian, and the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Former world champion, Hardcore Holly. And then we had a match that skip over the Ridge Outlaws retaining against Allison and Mankind in the hey remember Walmart match <laughs> and then Big Show being the person who replaced Steve Austin who was currently dead against The Rock and Triple H yeah a 3.91 cage match rating oh really which is bad enough for it to go red oh, it's a bad red Tom no don't like that but don't like that please don't take our words for it either go on the network and check it out I'll do or so or do so while listening to us on the Cultaholic Survivor Series watch along literally just follow the instructions press play when we start and you can watch along with us a few notes from the Observer before we get into Smackdown this week oh goody so we're removed from Survivor Series so this is pretty much the main The main focus point is Steve Austin and that troublesome neck of his um, so let's answer some questions go on when did WWF know about Steve Austin's neck problems this is from the Wrestling Observer Austin and the WWF received word on the 5th of November. Mm. Like Brian Alvarez then. The 5th of November. Uh, based on bad test results, they knew on the 5th of November, bonfire night, that he wasn't going to be able to work Survivor Series, although it was never released publicly. He continued to be advertised, and they continued to do angles to build to his being a part of the three-way main event. Carney, 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 Carney. What was meant to happen? Uh, based on now this is really I, I didn't know this until we sat down today based on where the storyline was supposed to be going Triple H was scheduled to win this match when Steve Austin tried to hit Triple H with a chair uh, Triple H would sidestep and hit the rock a la the finish of No Mercy there been a few of them yeah exactly reversed uh, from there the plan would have been for Steve Austin to um, no it would have been for the rock to beat Triple H at the Royal Rumble. I apologise. Austin was going to beat Triple H at the Royal Rumble. Okay. So Royal Rumble 2000 was meant to be Austin versus Triple H. Austin wins the title. The Rock wins the Rumble. And the main event of WrestleMania 2000 was set to be Austin Rock for the WWF title. Just one. I oh, know. We were going to we were going to get my way early, a year early. But it, obviously. That wasn't to be yeah. because everything. And so, why did the Big Show win? The Big Show was given the title instead, probably so fans wouldn't be upset about blatant bait and switch. Seeing a surprise title change would sort of placate them somewhat. Also, because the company was desperate to create a top name immediately to help fill some of the void created by Austin being at least out of the ring. Even though due to the ratings war, he'll probably be on television in some form sooner rather than later. Mm. How do you feel about the idea of Austin and Rock coming a year early? It's weird because I was like seeing what was supposed to happen and then you know mm. what we got. Because this period we're about to hit from Rumble onwards, God, it's good. Yeah. So the fact that we didn't get that, I'm like, you know what? That's fine. We if it was something horrible, I mean, WrestleMania 2000 is a show, and a bit of you, okay, whatever. But Rumble, No Way Out, Backlash, all the way up to and around Survivor Series, quality. Some of the best WWF yeah. program I've ever done. So, oh, we didn't get that. Oh, it's a shame we never ever got it. Oh wait, the following year we got it, and it was the best thing ever, Tom. Pressure I'm all right made with that. diamonds. Plus, it would have been probably the same type of matches we've seen from Austin. My neck hurts. 
Let's brawl outside. Yeah. I'm gonna take nothing. I'll give you. A, you'll give me a suplex, and I'll mm. pretend I'm dead, and then wham, bam, stunner. It would be nowhere near as good as what we got WrestleMania. That would have been pretty, pretty much. Bother. Also, just to add in that, I didn't mean to cut you off. Also, yeah, okay. um, for those who don't know the exact dates, like myself. Uh, they knew 5th November, Safari Series 99 was November the 14th. So they had a week, so basically they had a week then. Maybe I've done them a great disservice by thinking it was much, I thought Safari Series was much later, but you're right, it actually. Just for some content. No, no, that's right. So they only, I mean, I would still argue they had a week, which, as we talked about last time, that's that's an episode of, like an episode of Raw, an episode of SmackDown, maybe mm. two episodes of SmackDown. You could have supplanted something to placate people i still think put test in that role but it never happened and do you know what seeing test on this episode of smackdown i'm glad yeah. he's a goober this week and it's it's a real shame though that like given that austin had all those neck problems that they still haven't get hit by a car <laughs> anyway what else is in the news <laughs> okay so what now is the next question big show's now the champion so what now it appears the plans this all comes from the observer uh it appears that the plans would be for Show to retain the title through the Royal Rumble, where he would lose it to Triple H at the Royal Rumble. The Rock would win the Rumble to set up Rock's title win on the Big Show. Logically, logic in leaving a character dangle the fans would make sense at this point to avoid Rock versus Triple H in a singles match for the next few months to keep it fresh for WrestleMania possibly and also to avoid Rock getting any kind of short-term title win before Mania. Whether this will materialise in the panic-driven booking of today is another story. So it looked mm -hmm. like Big Show was going to be the champion uh, possibly losing the belt to Triple H at the Royal Rumble mm -hmm. and then and giving us enough intrigued to have Triple H Rock in the main event at Wrestlemania mm. where The Rock has the big happy days win so that is where we are now heading by the looks of it will that change Whoa! we will find out together and you know the only way to find out is by listening to this podcast mm. how about Steve Austin what's happened with Steve Austin bye bye car what happened to that show um he underwent uh, the day before this he underwent a myelogram where they shoot dye into the spine to get a complete oh, look that. at what's going yeah. on. Uh, he was scheduled to have the results read, uh, not only by his own doctor in San Antonio, but a second opinion by uh, the leading neck specialist in the USA, Dr. Joseph Torg in Philadelphia. Uh, he was the one that treated Austin in 1997 when these neck problems began following the Owen Hart driver incident of 97. Uh, indications are that the myelogram tests were evaluated, results were not good which uh, means that he may not be back for some time. We don't know the full extent of uh, his departure at this particular point. One more minor bit of news, because mm. um, WWE could do some good news. Um, their, their album's doing all right. <laughs> WWE yeah. Music Volume 4. I couldn't believe this was listening to the, um, the Conrad podcast we talked about. Go on, where, where did it come in the charts? It landed at number four. Behind in the same in the same uh, time frame of uh, Mariah Carey's Rainbow, which only sold a hundred thousand more units than that, <laughs> and only selling two hundred more units than that, Rage Against the Machine, Battle of Los Angeles. Wow, there's a time frame for you, Mariah, <laughs> Rage, WWF the Music Volume Four. If only that had been in the UK, and then we would have had Billy Gunn performing Ass Man on top of the Pops. Ha ha ha! They. <laughs> They would have done as well. They would have done. Do you, I, I seem to remember. You reminded me on top of the pops. There was a, for a while. There was a a song in the charts called Ooh Ah Cantona, 
based on the, the football player Eric Cantona. It was in the charts oh. because they performed it on top of the pops. They had the band on doing the song and some bloke dressed as Eric Cantona who would walk out during the verse and hold up a trophy. <laughs> oh, oh, Cantona! We're sorry. Is that all? The reason why... Uh... The, the firm had star trekking and they had a little animated videos because they were charting and they went oh no apparently Wikipedia says oh no if we go on top of the pops and they say it's a bunch of like fat white guys it's going to kill all the credibility oh me dad's on top of the pops so they had an animated video instead and to get around that so yeah. they just played the video oh I didn't know that Fun factoid. That's the news. That's basically everything's going on. WCW Mayhem's coming up, and it looks like a complete cluster fudge. Uh, <laughs> view or the game? Uh, the the pay per view, not the ah, game. Because I believe they named the pay per view after the game on a coincide with it. Yes, they did. Of that. The game was something else. <laughs> I'll defend Mayhem. Go on, so man. Last one to defend because it did have the cool feature of you being able to put in the code and have exact pay per view lineups come up. That's that was you nice. Could Halloween Havoc. 98. And what I liked in that was it was one of the one of the first games to give you the option to go backstage and fight backstage. So yes. so popular was that feature they went, let's just do a whole game where it's backstage. No, that's not yeah, how this. Not. We've done it all backstage. No, you. Oh God. You know, less <laughs> is more. Yeah, more is more. More is and war is more. More, more, more is war. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your news around the around the houses oh, for lovely. this particular week. And we covered most of the news in the Survivor Series thing. But yeah, yeah it's all uh, very interesting. It's all. Steve Austin related mm -hmm. but he's not in the show we shall be going where's Austin where's Austin <laughs> so let's get right to the episode after the Survivor Series the show starts with DX brutalising the Stooges <laughs> and leaving them bleeding yeah. this would also happen in 2004 when uh creative disagreed with Patterson's less Triple H suggestion. <laughs> this looked like a meeting where they suggested, how about we take the Battle of Triple H? Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, they got uh, shooing, didn't they? They did, and then DX tells them, Vince is making this too personal. Oh, that was the, And this is the beginning of a... <sighs> yeah, we hope you liked that segment, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Because you're getting that all night. Can the, can the preview picture be like... A, packet of butter and it says like now with 50% more Triple H <laughs> more <segments."> personal <laughs> oh that's even better than mine. Triple H now 50% more personal I can't believe it's personal Slaughter ran uh, after this we see Slaughter stopping as the limo's pulling up as the Vince Man arrives like late to his show it's been dark matches and stuff Vince aren't you running this why are you here already? Go on, I've got to see the meat match. <laughs> I, there was, I wanted to bring this bit up because it was just a, there was two things that caught my eye with this bit. So Slaughter runs up as the limo's arriving and he says, Vince, Briscoe and Patterson have been beaten up by, by DX. Triple A. And then Vince gets out of the car and he goes, what, Patterson and Briscoe? And Slaughter goes, yeah, Briscoe and Patterson. Like, why are you insistent on saying their names in that order, Slaughter? And it's just that juxtaposition, which we'll see throughout the night, of this meant to be quite serious moment. These two old boys have been battered by the evil DX. But in order to get to them, they're running past Mighty Ducks logos. Because <laughs> we're in, we're in um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Where Ohio. <laughs> round on the end and high in the middle. Um, there's, and so th this is obviously the Mighty Ducks Arena. Because <laughs> there's Mighty Ducks logos everywhere. So you, are you telling me that? In order to make this more serious, they're sure, let's go, straight away. And they did the flying V formation. <laughs> I would have loved it, mate. Charge right in DX. Would have made my day. So yeah, he, he is like, no one could beat up the Stooges apart from me. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to batter Patterson. But that will have to wait because we have an awkward bit of wrestling to watch instead. Hooray! And it's Edge and Christian versus Too Cool. 
and too cool getting more positive reactions as the weeks pass as people get it like oh i like their goofiness uh too cool try talking to move any chairs mm, <laughs> that kind of works if you don't know me then you ain't my homie <laughs> This was cringe. Somewhere PG-13 are going, that's literally a whole <laughs> Copy paste of the entire thing. They start walking out to uh, the nation of domination yeah. that we know we've got. We are too cool. Cool. Like, mother color. is a fool. Yeah. Don't dish your man over, bum but rush your mother. I, I, in uh, the current era, current era, just saying, like right now in real history, yeah. I can speak. I where where are we? The attitude era? No, no, like right, right now, in 2020. Oh, this is the everything's everything's on fire era. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was trying the, to say there. The, the too many cooks era. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die next week era. <laughs> the, yeah, the the preacher got attacked on Monday Night Raw. He wasn't supposed to be. So I put that up and I put the preacher got bum rushed because I always associate that term with what PG-13 were going to do with my mother. <laughs> Not specifically my mama, I'm really, I've seen the glutton bum guys on quickly. Oh, I don't know what you mean, mate. Too Cool versus Edgy Christian have a fun match. I remember Too Cool as a bump-filled team, but these 999 shows are proving me wrong. Mmm, bouncing uh, all over the place. Yeah, Sex A is amazing, humming it up. Shame the crowd doesn't care about Christian's hot tag or how things are supposed to work yet. Eh, they come around. Christian nails the impaler, but as he's covering, Sexay lands the hip-hop drop to win, so Eddie Christian lose clean to too cool, but WWF presents it's a dirty win somehow. Yeah, they Just somehow like make out that week. it's a bit naughty, but yeah. it was perfectly clean, Yeah, perfectly friendly. And they give uh, Scotty a double flapjack for his good measure. Was that their finisher at this point, do you think? They were, were they trying to get over the double flapjack as their flapjack? I think that's have something. Yeah. But it's a bit... A bit wishy-washy, uh, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so that's a transition move. We're going to do a 3D, but without one of the, the major D. Right. <laughs> it's going to... 2D. 2D. <laughs> this yeah. is the 2D. Our singles moves are way more powerful than our double-team moves. <laughs> I'll do it wrong. No one that needs a Joe C's held doing the tag titles. Uh, backstage. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We're, we're going to find out the what's happening. So I just thought it tells Vince McMahon. Triple H refuses to meet Vince. So Vince demands to see him. Oh, so I'll, he said, I'll, I'll come to him. So this is segment two of the backstage personal store saga. WF backstage assault. Oh my God, it feels like it tonight. Hmm. So speaking of video games, THQ's WrestleMania 2000 presents this Yay! Raw replay. I was That's so happy to see this. My, my favorite, my mum's favorite. <laughs> Triple H, I faces Vince. <laughs> that was it. By WrestleMania 2000, the N64. <laughs> right. Vince meets DX in the locker room, like Nixon going to China, I've typed up here. <laughs> Grr, don't make this personal. Grr, nothing happens. <laughs> that's my typing up, anything to add? <laughs> um, pretty much that's all it is. It's all just, uh, the word personal is probably the word of the night. Uh, take, a, take a drink if you hear the word personal. <laughs> Because it's that's all it is tonight. Like there's nothing, there's nothing particularly special or personal about what they're doing. They're just attacking each other. It's just gang wars. The the posh McMahon's and DX. Why are DX just hang? Like is that their? I wasn't sure. Was that their locker room? They look like they were in a hallway. They look like yeah. they look like they were waiting. They were in like they were in that little bit that you go into once you've gone through departures at an airport, and then you go through to like the point of no return where yeah. you're waiting to board your flight. And there's never anywhere to sit, so you just sort of grab wherever you can. They look like they're waiting to board a flight. <laughs> That's what it looked like. That is a beautiful comparison. <laughs> I can't add anything to that, so let's move on. Here's Kurt Angle to no pop. Aww. He is, of course, the only real athlete in WWF. He was booed in his hometown on Raw. Uh, 
which we found out later on the shows that they put on the network, Angle's like, I'm not gonna get booed in my hometown. <laughs> no, guys, you don't understand wrestling. I can't get booed here, and I just go and do it. All right, but I'm telling you, hey, it's me, real up. Boo! <laughs> Angle's like, they booed me. Yeah, that was it. They were just, they wanted just to make sure. They wanted to double down that he was gonna get booed. And uh, he did the Pikachu face. He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I found me understand. in the front row and they booed me. <laughs> this was quite a nice um, juxtaposition, this was. It was the whole idea of Kurt Angle, who is just furious that he's not being taken seriously as an athlete. And he's yeah. in there wrestling a vampire. And, uh, yeah, versus Gangrel is the match we're getting. Uh, also, quick note before we get the match, he has Luna with Vashon with him. Yay, they found each other. Yeah, the first SmackDown appearance of the real-life couple, been together since 1994. And I guess they figured, well, they're not doing out. Stick them together like ham and peas pudding. It fits well. And also, because a lot going on in this, in this match. Also making its debut, the PTC sign guy. Ah. In the crowd, a bald man is shown with a huge WWF is a moral sign. He makes an appearance twice tonight, He does. He? We'll do the introduction. We'll see a bit of him later on. Yeah. He's shown at ringside as WWF decided to take shots at the evil P2C. P2C, PT, what the hell, whatever they're called, who had the tenacity to claim WWF was promoting violent sexual conduct to kids. <laughs> I, I don't know, who had to get that idea from? I, I can't get over how, uh, <laughs> how blind to this they are. They're like, we're, we're a wrestling company, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I've got to go, we've got to write this sexual assault storyline over here. How are you not connecting the dots here yeah. <laughs> how are you not segment one evil ptc guy says completely ludicrous things about wf next segment x-park gets on the mic and tells all about a caned cock not working because <laughs> he's a big red retard with no cock god anywho you don't see his face here but everyone will be able to see him quite clearly mm -hmm. the sign guy was none other than <gasps> david <laughs> kutchner aka champ kind from Angerman. whammy <laughs> i was so happy whammy I'm glad you wrote that because yeah. I got that too. He's in the roles, of course, but he's always going to be champ kind. Oh, when oh. he dies, his obituary will say, <laughs> David Kushner, aka champ kind, is dead. <laughs> you know, rats are the chickens of the. <laughs> 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 oh, no, bats, sorry, bats are the chickens of the cave. <laughs> champ, this. Je I, I saw his face and I thought, oh, that looks like somebody. I'm sure I've seen him before. And I wrote up to David Kushner. I thought, Okay, he I put his picture in, put his name in. Bloody hell, it's Champ Kind! Tankerman! Whammy man! Ah, oh, so happy. So oh. happy. I'm sad that he didn't end up in actual right to censor. This was just WWF. <laughs> I don't know how that would have worked, but yeah. They just could have walked around with a sign. He was just, this is just them <laughs> testing the waters for a potential uh, storyline involving PTC yeah. to see how it rolls. Or it was just Vincent Mann doing what he always does and just taking out his, his petty frustrations in, in his art yeah. form. Yeah, we making sure to present them as the underdogs who were just yeah. trying to just present a wrestling product, a nice family oriented suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. <laughs> you know how petty Vincent Mann is? Like if something gets his dander up, that he'll no normally turn it into some sort of story or an angle or a character. Thank God he doesn't use Twitter that much. Could you imagine? Like, every week there'd be, like, new digs at random people on Twitter. Every yeah. single week. Well, I mean, the fact that Tony Khan, AW owner, was gotten to on Twitter by a guy that had a, a flag that didn't really say, but made it look like. And MS Paint as well. Tony Khan wanks dogs. Um, <laughs> that he was going to take to a football match. The fact that you bothered replying to that and going, hey, that's very offensive. <laughs> Tony Khan, you may have... I don't know the exact count, but it's going to be in the millions of followers and everything. 
He replied to a guy who maybe had 200 followers. So millions of people saw that. Thanks to Tony Khan. No smoke. Gotten to. No smoke without fire, mate. <laughs> oh my god, who's that in the crowd? Join the Dark Order. Yes! It's the it's dog a... wanker. <laughs> we all know about the. Yes! <laughs> We're my, here. My We're contract here. is up! We're here. Bring me an Alsatian! Yes! Yes! Salutations and Alsatians to you all! <laughs> Who whacked the dogs off? Yeah. Woof, woof, woof. Anyway, PTC may be at a point in this podcast. We'll move on to the. Tony Khan does Olympic, not dogs. Olympic wrestler. out there. <laughs> Olympic wrestler versus a, a vampire. Oh, yeah, come on, it's back to seriousness. Yeah, yeah, the seriousness of the vampire offense. And it is funny because Gangrel's wrestling like he always wrestles, which is, you know. He's clearly not a catch's catch gun guy. And then Angle just suplexes him with ease. <laughs> just hoying him everywhere. It's a very metaphorical uh, thing. Mm. Wow, that started off like a great sentence, and it was a bad sentence, of what's going to be coming. It's like, oh, the Gangrel Hokey Offense Club. Yeah, you're dead when 2000 comes, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a tide very slowly washing in. Yeah. And Kang- Angle is upset. The crowd are chewing a vampire. And uh, I quote, and I don't even know what that is about Luna, <laughs> compared to an American hero. A real athlete. That's right. Angle's offense is a different level to Gangrel's. It's almost symbolic. Oh, just running. Oh, there we go. You read that uh, <laughs> I had that in my head and I typed it up two weeks ago. Oh, look at that. Uh, perfect character at the perfect time. Perfectly acted by Angle. Almost Bret Hardy. Yes. Yes! Bring me your Alsatia! No, no, um, no um, Dave could be Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it is very, uh, yeah, very much like Bret Hart's heel turn, which is the whole, the, the best, the best heels are the ones that are justified in their actions. They go, yeah. I don't know why, what your problem is, I am right and here is why I'm right. They are the best heels. Rather than just, I'm bad now, la la la. Like Bret Hart was this phenomenal heel because everything he said he w- was, was kind of true. Yeah. In Canada. We're all about family values. America is losing those family values. Crowd, boo. boo. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> the amazing. best. The best. Absolutely amazing work. Big fan. Big fan of that. And Angle is just, is so, and I think he's, like, he's he's clicked with it. Like, he, he's, like, he's getting it he's every going, week. Okay, this is, this is working. Let's just, let's do, when he starts doubling down on it, then we have yeah, some yeah. fun. Then we have some fun. I'm looking forward to him realizing, like, oh, I can be as silly and dopey as I like, oh. and that's going to be even better. But you know something, Tom, I like this podcast. We get to talk about stuff that's kind of on topic. Yeah. And, uh, I have brought up the WrestleMania 2000 story about, for those who missed it, uh, my mum. Uh, uh, somebody like- who's trying to get, I'll be a bridge because it's going to go somewhere, trust me. The abridged version is that someone was trying to get my mum. I get good favour with me and my brother by getting me WrestleMania 2000. It wasn't me, by the way. This God is damn it, Tom. <laughs> Carry on. Wait, Tom, you're pulling off your, your mask. <laughs> the reveal. It's you! The oh, Dark Wanker! Yes! All this time! Oh, God. Anyway, WrestleMania 2064. Carry on. And it was like, a, hey, where are you going to play that for a few hours? I'm like, get in. And, you know, they could do whatever adults who uh, go up to and you know I brought this up and many people point out and all this and I was like very nice next segment uh, Stephen Mann is opening presents and, igno- and having a time of life and Test is playing Wrestlemania 2000 <laughs> and all I thought of is has he been 
Look, we're not even married yet, Tess, but I'm already like needing some alone time with you. <laughs> who's his? <laughs> you watched him playing. Oh, who's his mum having a go of? I'm going to go see Triple H for half an hour. Yeah, honey. Can I point out that Test is actually crap at WrestleMania? You can, because he you should. He's crap. Just, you might, right, okay. Watch the way Test plays WrestleMania 2000. Mashing the keypad. Mashing, mashing the joypad. That is not how you play WrestleMania 2000. Like, he was just like, he was against the... I, I paid too much attention to this. He was against the ropes and Triple H was on the outside and then on the apron. And he was just like mashing. It was like, mate, either, either press up C to climb out of the ring or press down C to run across the ring and do a baseball slide, knock him out. No, just do keep doing that, divot. Shogun. <laughs> I think he needs some more lessons on that game and Steph needs some more lessons with Triple H. <laughs> and camera zooms in to reveal that, of course, Test is losing to Triple H. <laughs> Even in the game, he's, he isn't beating Triple H. <laughs> I want to think that Triple H micromanaged that segment. Yeah, yeah you got to make sure that uh, I win. <laughs> really? Wait, okay, in the match? It, no, the video game. Would it have been... It would have been better or, or twice as depressing if, when playing the game, uh, Test pins Triple H. <laughs> Would that have been better yeah. or would that have been really depressing? No, you know what? There's no option here. No. Because it would have been like, yeah, that you you couldn't... He should have beaten Bulldog. And be like, hey, remember Bulldog? Bulldog and Seth be like, yeah, he was. And Seth would be like, no, I don't remember Bulldog. It's like, oh, hey, the bin. <laughs> or, or better yet, if he was playing it, you would have seen him reach into the crowd, get a bin, throw it. You, Andrew! You suck at this game. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> you could... Because you could do intergender on that. So you could, yeah. The idea of having a Test Stephanie match play out. Was Stephanie in the game? I think she was. I know she was in No Mercy. Oh, you know what? I'm trying to remember the women's division, but I never played as them because they sucked. They weren't very good, did they? Because they all, they all it was accurate running... to the product that was on TV at the time. They all did a running push. Why don't you have a check on your phone? As opposed to a shoulder block. My phone isn't here, my phone's upstairs. That's very accurate of you. <laughs> Back from break, of course, the Goofy Frigger is still playing N64. Different match, though. Did you I, notice this? I don't. I wasn't paying attention to that because... That's good. Because I did notice uh, Sabre Man has been told that she has a gift waiting for her downstairs. Test leaves to go get it without pausing the game. Yeah, what are you thinking? It was Steve Austin versus Meat that he was playing when we came back from break, by the way, which suggests that during oh, the break, no. he must have got fed up of the match, quit it, and loaded up. And, unless he got carried out, because he was about to get carried out in his first game. If um, Test was playing that game when he was Austin, then that's Meat beating Austin. That's Glass <laughs> Joe's one victory in front of Yeah, so then he leaves, doesn't he? And he does. Why don't tell us what happens so I can find out? The, the camera, so he leaves the game, and he goes all the way downstairs, and the camera follows him all the way through the building. This is this is like in this is like that scene where they follow the waiter in Monty Python's meeting. <laughs> this way. It is just over here. <laughs> that is where I was born. Um it, it, well, that's... Not, maybe not much but That's basically Iron Sheik popped up then. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we followed the camera follows <laughs> test. Or you could have cut you could have cut this, but they follow Test all the way through to the to the limo. Yeah. And Test then the red shirt. Lo and be 
lo and behold, as test Ed gets towards the limo, what's waiting for him? Oh, it's an attack by DX! You absolute knobber! You, you useless, useless man! Like, no wonder you're not the champion at this point. You are a gullible maroon. And uh, he just gets, he just gets battered, chucked in a boot and driven off. Billy Gunn chucks him in the boot, gets in the car, and off they go on a little adventure. <laughs> Test done. Yeah, for they, now. They did this for the Rock backstage as well, so I think this is their ultimate finishing move for all of them together. <laughs> you can, yeah, if you press if you press triangle and R1 on 2K20. Yeah, you need four people all playing the DX backstage <laughs> yeah. by a Test or Rock. KO. That's it. Straight in the car. Driven off, that's it. Wins uh, unless you're the Rock where you can reappear behind. <laughs> Because <laughs> Rock can teleport out of boots, apparently. Yeah, this was once. This was once again Test just <laughs> looking like the most useless man on the planet. He really was. Yeah, right. Right now, Kai and Ty would laugh at them. Oh gosh, I think if you were to do power rankings in yeah. WWE 1999, pretty sure Funaki and Taka are above, above Test. test right? Jerry Flynn. Oh, and he's not even in the company. Exactly. Jeepers. He goes, boy, I may have lost a Goldberg seven times this year on TV, but at least I'm not Tess. <laughs> I don't keep falling for the same thing. I'm not, <laughs> like, do you know what? And it says everything. Like, it says everything. Like, Triple H married the boss's daughter and instantly positioned himself as the most powerful man in the company. Mm. Test is marrying the boss's daughter. He sat playing WrestleMania 2000. It's all the people. Mate, you should be running the company. You should be running NXT. He can't. He's dead. But you should be. <laughs> you should be doing more than just playing the computer. Made me sad. All the people <laughs> like myself who don't watch SmackDown every week and just watch the pay views or big shows and remember the memory in your head rather than mm. go and watch it. Go, damn it! Tess should have been the guy to win the world title of a Survivor Series. And then you just watch a few of these. Goes, oh my god! Thank God they didn't do that. Phew. He was booked into oblivion from here on in and I still think I I still think before all of this it was still salvageable like the idea of just this young this young guy who's marrying into the family who's like right I'm now the um, I, I, in my head I'm, I'm, I might write a blog about this I want to I want a fantasy book the test WWF uh, something T oh was it Something, something turn of him. I think it's just some skin from the mill. Must be fresh. Oh, Sorry, it's fine. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm not going to poison my tea. I'm I'm carry on with your I have, but it's slow acting, so we're an hour. Um, uh, yeah, I, will, I think I need to write this down in a blog or something. I think like Test could have been like the guy at the top, like, and they have just booked him into such a because he wasn't a bad wrestler. This is what annoys me. Like he, he was a tall guy. He had a good look. He had a decent move set. He had impact moves. He could have mm. been a thing. And also, Tom, this is very important. Loads of momentum. Oh my god! Like discount momentum warehouse sale now on. Like so much, but it was just like, oh no, we've just decided he's just the that's marrying a McMahon. There's so much more yeah. they could have done. <laughs> guy, guy who's getting killed first in the red wedding. That's who you are, Ted. Yeah, jeez, makes me angry. But don't get too angry, Tom, because <laughs> even though. We've just seen someone get kidnapped by people on live TV. Time to get on the whole train! <laughs> hey. And even better, this will cheer you up. Don't stop, wipe the tears away. He's resting British Bulldogs. Yes. Who is looking even bigger than I think I remember him last time. He's got he's got traps. I was gonna say, he's alright, face on, and he turns aside and you just see his ugly tears. <laughs> he's like an ocean liner. <laughs> 
It looks like the Joy Division album cover. <laughs> Austin being out for home. He's our Austin. When, He's our Austin. When the proverbial car hits him. Like, what are we going to do? When the car of life hits him. He's our star. Oh, Bulldog Flex as he walks down the <laughs> ring and you can hear all of his joints go, <laughs> You could just, you could see it on his face as well. God, he just does it. I just, every week, it just delights me just how much he doesn't look like he wants to be there. <laughs> like, this is some sort of, like, community oh. service. His skin is uncomfortable with him in him. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it's like he's been also... poured into his body. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to say when. Camera's on sugar war. I kinda went I kinda I kinda when we started this um. podcast and we made a few gags about Bulldog's return. I think we had a chat and I went, yeah, we're going to go steady oh, on Bulldog. No, no we, we had a little thing about we're going to go steady on Bulldog, I think, because he's no longer with us. I like how a couple of weeks in, he's just like, sod it. He is our figure of fun. Crack up. <laughs> that first week, though, you were very great because some of those... <laughs> this is all right to say. The stuff we were saying we, about we, him We was... cut a lot out in the first episode that was very, very mean. That was great. <laughs> anyway, apparently Godfather often hoes... But Bulldog sneaked attacked him. So Godfather says, hey, the only thing you'll be spanking the night is his monkey. <laughs> Bulldog asks how he knew he had bottles of monkey hormones in his room. <laughs> that was a real thing, by the way. Road Warrior Hawk, Bill Waterledge, like, so how was I like doing the Legion of Doom? Because, oh, it was, you know, very hard because Road Warrior Hawk would just not sleep and then just take monkey hormones to get himself hyped up. Gee, for real? I go on to Bill Watts, so Bloody I mean. hell. So, do you think that was a little thin, thinly veiled dig at that by Godfather? No, I think he just wanted to say, you know. Spank the monkey. Yeah, spank the monkey, get the hose. <laughs> yeah, emasculate the women. <laughs> well, and anyway, yeah, this will lead us to this little thing here. But some sad bulldog bumps happen until the mainstream posse show up to give the hose money. And they take it because they're hoes. <laughs> Good lesson for kids there. Godfather snatches the sign from Champ Kind, who's decided to stick his beak in there. Yay, whammy! Uh, this allows Bulldog to pin the Godfather because he needs all the bells, whistles, and hoes. And Main Street Posse then take the money back from the hoes. God, there's a lot happening in a very quick match. Also worth mentioning, uh, Champ Kind didn't have any lines or responses to a sign being taken off him except wagging his finger in Godfather's face <laughs> like an old biddy. <laughs> Tremendous. Any thoughts there, Tom? Um, uh, yeah, there was, a, there, was a, there was a lot to unpack in this yeah. particular... Bear in mind, we have got the edit button in case you say <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, because they've never truly explained it, what is the relationship between Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse? Like, they've never... They've just kind of gone, here's the Bulldog. Oh, by the way, here's his mates, the Posse. They've never explained. Not even in a vignette, not in an interview backstage, why they're hanging out. Unless I've missed something. Unless they did something on metal where they explained it. I think I know what it was, because they were united in their dislike of Test. 
Right. And they just sort of stuck around. <laughs> I think he's one of the, yeah, so but then surely surely Test has destroyed himself. They know he doesn't really need the anti test brigade. But I think they were happy like we want something. <laughs> we actually want something. Oh my god, yeah, we're sticking together. You could've you could have had it if Test had won the WWF title. The first person that would have come after him would have been our boy Bulldog. Hey! Don't make me hit your wife with a bin again! Give me a title shot. You've got a belt. Want another belt? In, in the be- in the bin is the mystery possible. <laughs> Give me my title shot. You've got a title. Looks at the belt. I want another title <laughs> shot. Want another one. I want another. I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> That's the, ba- the battle may be over, Tess, but the war is far from over. <laughs> war. I don't care. <laughs> when I'm with my baby, yeah, <laughs> all the bad things disappear. Bieber and Sheeran singing by Bulldog. Um, I don't call Bieber. <laughs> um, viscera. Did we talk about Viscera backstage? Is that coming up now? I don't know if we did because Tori's backstage having a self. Oh no, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I'm sorry, Tom. No, no, I thought it was after Vince this. Man oh, oh, heaven forfend. Let's oh, not let's I'm not advance any other story because we need to really get into the nitty and the gritty of the McMahon but, DX debacle. If we don't watch segment four, then segments five, six, and seven won't make any sense, Tom. Anyway, backstage Vince is even angrier (laughs) than before because DX have done the thing he said don't do. They did. (laughs) Stephanie tries to attack Triple H and Vince says he's calling the cops. Triple H, get her off me or I'll beat her ass too. (laughs) He may have to give her the lugs boot of the week. Which is Big Show chokeslamming Joey Abs. That was the Lugs Boot of the Week. This is your WWF champion. (laughs) And why don't you take us away with the Viscera segment? Right, Tori's backstage having a coffee. Here comes Viscera. (laughs) Anytime this massive walking bin bag just talks like a human being. It just like how do you take that seriously? Hey Tori, like mate, look at you. You can't come and just talk to me like a human. So we get a little prelude, a little taste of uh, the world's largest love machine many years early. So which suggests to me that Viscera playing uh, a basically Mark Henry in the in the noughties was something he's had on his mind for a while. Um, so he talks about. Um, Say that he says X Park is a small man, but he says I'm a big man, suggesting that underneath that massive polyfill special, he has himself a big old love length. Uh, this upsets Kane, whose love length may or may not be charred. And uh, we have Kane and Viscera battering one another until Slaughter, who has had a busy old night, uh, is rocks up to break them up. Do you know what? I don't think Slaughter did this much cardio at WrestleMania uh, Seven. Like this is this is a busy night for Slaughter. Last time he worked this hard, he was against Cobra Commander in '83. <laughs> anyway, yes, I like to point out that this one did say, you know, Xbox a little guy, but him, he's a big guy. He grabbed his dick, <laughs> and Tori replied, "Aren't you dead?" <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Tori replied, "I am dead, lol." <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, he's just it's just separated. <laughs> Makes that makes that powdery noise and it just disappears into. <laughs> I'll be back in two thousand five ish. He bursts out of existence. <laughs> just a bin bag. Oh yeah, just a bin bag on a full bin bag on the floor. It's not as oh, I'm gonna need it. I need to take the recycling out. <laughs> Death by recycling. 
So, Hardcore Holly versus Big Show, presented by <laughs> WrestleMania 2000. Yay! That's getting more plugs in the show that it deserves. Uh, WF Volume 4. Doing incredibly well in the charts. At number four on the billboard. And Lego Mindstorms, which I know literally no one who plays it. Like oh. our, our El Chapo or Outlander. <laughs> but it exists to this day. And that is not just Big Show, but the WWF World Heavyweight Champion, The Big Show. Why is this match happening? Why, why, why? Well, Michael Colton said that. Uh, they both won at Survivor Series, so Colton believes there's a chance that okay. Big Shot, Hardcore Holly, this is the time. And this is also the first time we get the mention of the whole Austin hit by a car thing. Uh, Crash Holly interferes, but the referee lets the match continue because Big Show is currently the toughest man in WWF. And demonstrate this. And I remember seeing this as a kid. I'd forgotten all about it because I thought it was Rikishi, actually. Turns out I was completely wrong. Um, Big Show pins Hardcore Holly. Crash Holly tries to break up the pin with a kick. And nothing happens because he's small. Because <laughs> he doesn't count. So he's pit, yeah. So like, one, two, kick, three. Oh. <laughs> then Big Boss Man shows up to twat show. So despite putting on the WF title to up his power levels, he's still feuding with friggin' Boss Man because everyone else he's feuding with is serious wrestlers. This is this is this is this is like the the top deck first class lounge is flooded on a on a cruise line. So everybody is down in like the service lift, in the service floor because like the WWF Championship and the main event to come. Look at the players in the mix of this, right? Big like Big Show's title reign, I feel, was doomed from the beginning, and I know they were keen to make a star. Because they were they were desperate to. Austin wasn't going to be there, and there just wasn't the the depth of talent at the top. Right. But then, so then, how about I don't know, giving him a worthwhile win after Survivor Series, put him in a feature position. He's been hardcore Holly. Just about pinned Holly. Hardcore. Big shot, hardcore Holly. This is actually hardcore Holly's first ever WWF Championship opportunity. Well, he would yeah. only, he would only ever get two more. In his entire WWE. Well, I love you've done that. Go on. Who are they? Uh, Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Oh, Christ. You break your neck, Brock. You Where... broke my neck and left me for dead, so I'm going to have a title shot. Sorry. Les Lesnar <laughs> fears Holly. What a time that was. Oh. And later that year in 2004, uh, he challenged JBL for the WWE title on an episode of SmackDown from Manchester. Oh. Mm -hmm. And they say that WF doesn't care about. <laughs> <laughs> That was Rebellion 2004. <laughs> That's how, yeah. It seems very Rebellion-esque. So it's his first of three heavyweight championship opportunities in his rest, in his WWE career. Congratulations, awesome. Bob. Off to the races we go. But can you imagine if it switched things around a bit? Instead of Bossman doing the show feud, we'd have had Hardcore Holly showing up at the funeral with a boombox attached to his racing car. Oh, my God. That would have been incredible. Yeah. And he presses the wrong button, and instead of the big tannoy on his hood, it goes. No, sorry, sorry, big show. Sorry, let me do that again. No, no, don't go, don't go. Was Daytona out of this? Yeah, of course it was. It's been out for ages, isn't it? Yeah, for a while it was the most sold arcade game. Greatest sound. Because it was everywhere. Every uh, stop service thing on the motorway, you go in there. <laughs> Let's go! Daytona! Hey, there's the Sonic the Hedgehog statue! Yeah! <laughs> there's Jeffrey from Virtue Fighter! <laughs> and if you pull up to him and honk your horn, he dances. <laughs> My favourite Easter eggs of all time, though. Love it. Yeah, so this is why 
yeah, all the, all the rooms are fully booked, and Big Show has to stay in the stables with Boss Man and Alcoholy because Triple H has currently got a mad on for Vince. The Rock is uh, here. Wait, who was Rock feuding with? Well, we'll see. Triple later H, kind of. He's kind of, kind of. Maybe. Well, this is the thing. Like they are, they are, they are keen to keep this at this point, according to Meltzer. They're keen to keep Triple H and The Rock apart because mm. they want that match to feel as fresh as possible for WrestleMania 2000. Mm. So Rock is nowhere near this. He's at these. He's he's still in. He's he's still in the in a feature position <laughs> as feature as a position can be on this show. But he's nowhere near mm. any of that nonsense. He's he's got a distance from it, which I think is crucial for the best. Anyway, probably for the best. Oh, good. No, we're breaking news, Tom. They found Test. <laughs> but his fuss is it's, 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 sorry I'm too honest they found Test but his face is busted open yet again oh, God. Jesus Christ he's got a face like a slinky breaks in seconds this is the thing right and and again this so this is the point where they, they he's back in the in the man's room isn't he on the, like lying down like with a broken nose right okay and this is another this is example 492 of why Test is an absolute dork here right if Steve Austin had been hoid in the boot by DX and driven off would Steve Austin be backstage having a lie down having his head stroked by Stephanie McMahon bugger off would he he would be ripping the building down to find every member of DX and pry their skin from off of their skull. Like, if, the, if that happened to The Rock, he would have spent all night ruining the night for DX. He wouldn't have taken it. But there's Tess going, oh, I'm going to beat up, I'm going to have a lie down. Test is done. Test is dead. And it, what annoys me is it didn't have to be this way. It didn't, but they have just booked him to look like the biggest goober on the planet. Yeah. Jesus, it makes me so angry. How bad is it? It's like, damn it, we need a new hot star uh, because Austin's out, Undertaker's out, and Bossman is crap. Who can we have? <laughs> Who can we have? And there's like Vince McMahon looking directly at Test, and Test's like, Test! Oh, Test! Do you know anybody? <laughs> Get up, go get him. So, are you of the opinion that if they had Test show up, the snakeskin jacket, the cap, and you know an AK forty? No, that's a, a hunting rifle. Not AK forty-seven. And he's like, I'm, I'm hunting DX. Be very, very quiet or whatever. You'd be like, whoa! I want Test to come back as DX are in their locker room sniggering. I want the door to come off the hinges in that locker room, and it's Test, blooded, clothes ripped knackered maybe swing in a chair bang down goes Pock bang there goes down gun bang there goes yeah. down road dog grabs Triple H by the hair hoys him through a window that's what I want to see that's the test I want that's the test you can put the belt on yeah. like this guy is a young guy who has been thrust into this position and he is fighting for the honour of the biggest wrestling dynasty in the history of the sport, the McMahons. He is in this position where he's defending the honor of the McMahons. And he just looks like, do you know what? If I was Vince McMahon, I wouldn't want him as my son-in-law. I would want Triple H as my son-in-law. He's got a bigger set of bollocks at this point. <laughs> well, be careful what you wish for, Tom. Oh, mate, I know, right? <laughs> hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Viz versus Kane. Viz has deep affection for women who look like character. Oh, what did I write? That's something nice. Lola doesn't... Lola doesn't see anything wrong with Viz's lines. Of course not. Uh, Viz gives a Simone drop to Kane on the outside. What's nasty? And then Tori checks up on him. And he asks if she. This is Vissera's great. Oh great chat of line. It's See, great. because I wrote this two weeks ago in Christmas period, I'd like a spare like few hours. I thought I'd get this ready, so I've forgotten some of this. Vissera asks her if she wants to be a hoe. Yay! This, the dueling, dirty, skanky hoe storyline is back. It didn't come back. <laughs> Top rope clothesline sends Vissera, and I quote, flipping like a cheese omelette. <laughs> and then the choke slam ends it. Michael Cole, love works in strange ways. <laughs> then Lola goes on about Kane's dick not working. Christ. PTC did nothing wrong. <laughs> they really didn't. They were, to add to that slobbermocker? They were bang on the money. <laughs> Viscerous chat of life. You want to be a hole, huh? <laughs> Hands her a business card. Sadly, he didn't do that since final part. That would have been wonderful if he had. I like here's, what I Here's see. a link to my GeoCity site. <laughs> Thank you, John Eiley. That's W H T T P colon double dots. You can look at my colon. He's doing all this. Kane is not only Kane is not only like got himself ready. It's like changes outfit the time it takes him to say the URL. That is a grinder chat line if I ever heard it. Do you want to look at my colon? I'll turn your colon. Hey Tori, I'll turn your colon into a semi-colon. Hey Tori, I've got a semi. <laughs> colon! Is, is Kane up yet? I've been talking way too long. <laughs> I've run out of chat of lines. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to uh, the never-ending story. Triple H knocks on McMahon's door. Uh, Triple H gives him a wedding present for Test. And he says, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. Here you go. And it's your catcher's mask for his face. <laughs> <laughs> Tess, who is it? Do we? I'm trying to remember. Can you see as the door opens? You still see Tess lay on the sofa. You can already hear him going. Goober, the guy who attacked you comes to the door. Vince, can you get me a cup of tea? God's sake, the guy who attacked you at your door. I'm just gonna lie here. 
Oh, moron, loser. Ben, can you pass me a warm towel? He is the Jerry Smith of WWF in 1999. Who is it, Vince? <laughs> <laughs> is it the man who hurt me? He'll protect me, old man. Oh, a catcher's mask. That'll be really useful. Tell Triple I said thank you. I'm not surprised Steph did what she did. But still, all right, compared to the next segment, what happens with Jim Ross on the phone here? <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is... So we cut to Jim Ross, who's on the phone complaining. <laughs> complaining about... Insert that talk. He's on the phone complaining about like how long his flight was and and how people on Twitter are mean to him when he gets stuff wrong. No, he was... <laughs> tell you what, Conrad. He was ordering some blue chew. No, he oh, was... Oh, no. Do you know what? I, I thought about this the other day as so I was listening to Grill and JR. Like, I don't know why it's, it's now the thing in 2020 that I listen to a podcast that is 30% wrestling... 40% JR complaining and then 20% JR sex life. Is he complaining about the sex life though? He, he, he talks very proudly about his sex life. I think he needs that. That's the, okay, you complain about wrestling for a bit as long as a bit of positivity. So tell us about your low, yeah, <laughs> your latest hookup. He just, he just, he doesn't, he's not explicit, but he'll say things like, oh, when well, they do the Bluetooth plugs, he's like, oh, thank God that, uh, uh, Bluetooth. Del- no, like he, he won't say anything explicit. It will just be him going, um, "Oh, hey, thank God the Bluetooth deliver because I just run out and I was about to hit the road." I'm like, "Oh God, I don't want to know about how many of these you chomp down on before you have a slobber knocker with a with, oh, with another person." Oh, it is oh. a lot of talk about that. He's saying to the other person on the other end of the phone that he's got no, he's answered all the questions. He's got nothing else to say. And then the person on the other end of the phone he asks, presumably asks about Jerry Lawler. And uh, to which JR says, now what's the actual wording that he used? He said, uh, all I can tell you about Jerry Lawler, he is a grade A... Jackass. Grade A jackass. He, he just calls him a jack. He calls him a jackass, or something mean about him, and then hangs up the phone. Cuts to Jerry Lawler doing Pikachu face. Yeah. I think it's because Lawler, he seems on the hiring on, he reported like, the police that Ross did it. <laughs> Ross is obviously to blame. You know, he doesn't like Austin that much. So even he said all this, Lawler's still like, nah, he still did it. I think the police needed to investigate him some more. <laughs> and we get some more details about this storyline. It was the Rock's rental car, but he reported stolen earlier that day. Um... And knowing WWF, they will count this as Steve Austin appearing on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> they will, actually. They will. They yeah. will. Um, JR on the payphone to the cops having presumably an investigation. Is that how you have to excuse me, I have not had many run-ins with the law. Is um <laughs> do they do I would have thought they would have like a proper interrogation rather than just ringing a payphone and going, Hi, oh, can we ask you some questions? Yes. Uh did you do it? <laughs> yeah. It just seems a bit uh, No. Are are you sure? That'd make a life a lot easier if you just confessed. Oh, right. Seems very peculiar. Yeah. I didn't think about that too much, but you're quite right. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll get lots more appearances. Excellent. And speaking of more appearances, Vincent Mann is uh, <laughs> arming his locker room with police outside. Oh, that's it. Okay. He's cool. got test in there! Perfectly able-bodied test with a broken nose. Perfectly working on the limbs. And it me. How great would it be if they go, who is it? Is it Kane? Is it Big Show? Is it broken neck Austin no it's Tess with that catches but where'd he get that from Triple H's like oh Clang. they're all hitting him it's doing nothing he's like <laughs> like who gave him that Triple H Triple H's like 
Is it backfired? You got me. Anyway, in the ring is a hardcore match for the women's title: Ivory versus Jackie versus Luna. No one gets entrances as the women's division was purely TNA and comedy. And if we gave them an entrance, we would have had less Vince McMahon backstage segments. Yeah, we've so, got a know, lot to squeeze in tonight. Four hundred and seventy segments involving yeah. Triple H and Vince McMahon. And however, I go well. Our son's getting excited for this. I mean, it's the women's division '99. I like this. Uh, they brawl around through the crowd, uh, somehow avoiding champ kind, and the backstage and in the women's locker room. And quickly back out as everyone goes, Wee! They brawl the concession stand and there's a large pile of cardboard boxes. <laughs> you know, just in case Starchy and Hutch need to take a detour. <laughs> and obviously they take a bump and it's like, ah! <laughs> they take a detour in the men's bathroom. God bless Ivory here, what a trooper. She gets dumped near two dudes pissing. She's on the floor and she's just like, ah! Like, we've all been to a men's ball. You know, people listen to this, surely most of the people listen to this, I've been to a men's toilet. Yeah. I can't think of anywhere else worse to take a bump on. Thing is, if it, was a, if it was a men's toilet, say like a soccer stadium, then they would have been fine because nobody would have said anything. Because you don't, you don't, oh. you, you, you make the politest of conversation in a men's toilet. Like, it's just, you all right? Yeah. It's just been a bloke holding his Johnson, having a wee, maybe maybe farting at the same time, washing, maybe washing their hands. <laughs> they wouldn't have said anything. Mm. They wouldn't have said, you're all right, you're all right, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> see you later. It's like riding in a lift. Yeah. Anyway, the power of men's piss allows her to get up and pin Jackie in the little concession stand bit behind the guys working with some brutal pretzel cookie sheets. <laughs> A lot of dumb fun here. Incidentally, I bumped into a very a, a long lost friend of mine in the gents' toilets at the Birmingham NIA Arena. Oh, I was I was going to see I was going to see Ricky Gervais with uh, a mate of mine named James Lightfoot, and we were both wrestling fans. And at this point, we we both decided we but we both had like an in joke, and there was another chap who was in on the in joke uh, with us uh, called Dave Robinson. And we used to do impressions of Dave Batista, but the Dave Batista impression would just be, oh, hello, I'm Dave. Something funny about a wrestler called Dave. So whenever we did, so we went, we went into the loo, we were chatting to each other, and then we just went, oh, you're right, Dave. All right, Dave. So we started doing the voice to each other, laughing. And then from one of the cubicles, you hear Dave Robinson going, is that you two dickheads I can hear? I was like, oh my God. It was like, I knew it was you, and you started doing the voices. It was like a, some, we hadn't seen it in like six months. Aww. It was lovely. It's like can't really hug him until you get out of the loop because then it's a bit questionable. But it's uh, <laughs> it's in a men's toilet especially. Yeah, you might but, full of ivory. <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. Didn't want to trip over ivory while she's having a match. That was just a fun encounter I had in a men's toilet. <laughs> Sounds suspect, but there it is. That's nice. There you go. It's a lovely story. Thanks to Dave Batista for bringing us together. Oh, thanks to Dave <laughs> and Piss. Dave and Piss. <laughs> and after that, Al Snow has been depressed. <laughs> As you all know, the Overlord 99, there's only one cure for depression, and that's mankind taking him to Las Vegas. <laughs> that's right, UPN's Vegas Invasion. This is some of the best comedy the show has had in a while, and of course it's Big Foley, who's too good for this. Of course. So, straight away, let's just a few little bits of it, because we could basically recite the whole thing and it'd be take up too much time, it'd be funny. But, mankind, hey, we flew first class. Else, no. I was 20 seats back, mankind. Yeah, I know, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> a fan sees them 
and does the hey it doesn't matter and they chase him and force him to say mankind is the best <laughs> you're in trouble now young man Al blatantly shouts oh shh as they go on the ride that goes straight up I forget what it's called there's one in Blackpool I know what you mean yeah Not yeah blatantly loud as hell on Smackdown it's still uncensored the network <laughs> oh <laughs> which I probably would have done as well if I was trying to do I this. think so I should probably mention they've got a little camcorder so we're seeing you know it was quite a chunky camcorder yeah. if I remember correctly this one's where you had to get in to do a, yeah, you had a fan cam in 93. It's like, what's that? Oh, it's, it's, um, it's my son. Literally, you'd have to, they're one of those cameras that are, that are so big, you probably need to deep heat your shoulder at the end of a, of a, of a busy day. Foley and Al go to Cheetah's Strip Joint, uh, but only because a fan offered to pay for Henry. And they <laughs> try tipping the women quarters and every giant pile of them as well. One, one turns it down and they go, hey, there's plenty more where that came from. I like how they own the fact that, because this is art imitating life, because Mick Foley is notoriously a cheapskate. Yeah. And I love how they're just, they're rolling with this. Ah, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this was good fun. On this a serious note, China is in pain. <laughs> we have one of those wonderful gear shifts that we do. Uh, clunk, clunk. <laughs> On Raw, China and Kitty remind Jericho he said he'd get a sex change if he lost to Survivor Series. I don't remember that. I remember that. It must have been a Raw thing. Mm. They offered to help things along with a bolt cutter. Clunk, click. Then Jericho lost to Gangrel via Northern Light Suplex due to distraction not even the implant DDT Aww. the northern light suplex his secondary move <laughs> so in revenge Jericho kidnaps China ties her up and threatens her with a hammer because I think someone backstage is like Jericho you need to get booed <laughs> the people are cheering you too much this is a complete like even Jericho would do something this yeah. evening China ain't scared and goes well call my bluff I could never hurt someone like you with this. And besides to break her thumb with it. And China screams in agony and begs for help in a very uncomfortable segment. It was. They actually censored this on Sky Sports. Um, this is I the, believe it. Watching this is the first time I've ever seen it actually happen because the only time I saw it was just before he struck her, it was a freeze frame. So you heard her, but you didn't see what happened. So I was, I was always intrigued as to like how bad this was. And I must admit, watching it, like the whole setup was uncomfortable, but it came nowhere near her. Like hitting her hand. It looked like, cause when they, cause it showed, it showed Jericho doing the hammer actions, China screaming in pain, Jericho walks off and then they zoom in on China and China's hand hasn't moved this entire segment. And you can see this massive bit of space between China's hand and the other side of the, of the, the, the handrest, where you can see where Jericho struck on the handrest. So he's nowhere nearer. Not that I'm saying that he should have done, because it was a very uncomfortable segment, but I was just like, oh, that, um, if anything, it's one of those great examples of not seeing something, and it's much worse than it actually is. The idea of not seeing mm, something makes so it much worse. Maybe you're saying the censored version was I think more uncomfortable. I think the censored version was more uncomfortable than what I actually yeah. saw, I think. It's like with, um, but then you're, you're your memory remembers it more aggressively mm. because of it. Like everybody talks about the the scene from Reservoir Dogs. That's a good one. Yeah. Where um, where the guy gets the guy gets cut. Is it cut? Did he get cut? No. Uh, this he, is the same. Yeah, that's it. But they, they pan away. You don't actually see it, but everybody is adamant that they saw a guy get his ear cut off mm. in Reservoir Dogs. But you don't see it. But it's the whole idea that 
the fact that you don't see it is even worse. Mm. It's even better so storytelling than if you did. Yeah, no, that's very well put. Mm. So again, the mind can paint a more oh, picture than anything. Oh god, yeah, China absolutely. Character. But so again, very weird <coughs> out of character thing for Jericho. But I think they would scrap this once. You know, China lost that push. Yeah, mm. they would never mention it again. Man. Yeah, and but still very very dark room woman crying. Somebody help me! Oh god, yeah. my uncle goes sick. Sexual baby. <laughs> <laughs> once again, that gear shift. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry if China's traumatised, a quick trip to Vegas will sort her out. <laughs> anyway, Mark Henry, in a bit I remember and like, uh, Mark Henry hates woman beaters and explains her and China have history, so he's going to kick Jericho's ass. And Henry's a very forgiven individual considering how that storyline ended up. Yeah, I think I think all being, uh, all, all being considered, like he was pretty horrible with China, like in late eight, like late 98, early 99. Yeah. Uh, Jericho says, hey, she's not going to have much fun hitchhiking. <laughs> and blatant cut in the... I'm not sure if you noticed this, or maybe it's just me, but like blatant cut as the uh, go midway through the match. God, Matthew, speaking of it. You they start like wrestling, and then a few seconds later, they cut, and they're in different parts of the ring. Oh, I didn't they spot that. Cut this sucker down to make room for more DS. Of course, of course. They're, they're really struggling for time this week. Yeah, and poor Mark Henry would skip right to the Flying Bulldog and Lion Soul in a surprise win. I'm really surprised with him. Surprising that he won that quickly. Yeah, it, it felt, like a, it felt like a very fast match. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark, mate. Uh, something just for Jericho to do and I just get that segment shown again. And backstage, Dudley's on the phone talking to the police about Austin. Bubba stutters. I don't even know how to d -d 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 drive. They hang up and then, but that was funnier than that. They check for change. Yeah, that's a nice little bit that was. But again, like I don't know whether this is normal. Whether the police will just ring a payphone and say, oh, "Can we ask you some questions about a hit and run?" Right? Yeah, apparently that's how it's been done. But this was this was fun. Though. They figure that out. Yeah. And here's something that was very surprising. The Rock is backstage. We get the recap that Big Boss Man beat The Rock on Raw. They don't know what they've got with The Rock. They really, they well, they, they are they so lucky. I think they, yeah, maybe they do, but they are so lucky that there is somebody with a with a power that strong that they can take these losses and they are still megastars. Right, I mean, that is, true. yeah, that is. But like, you look at someone like a Braun Strowman who has taken quite a few high-profile losses and like all mm. the like the, so much of the sheen has fallen off Braun Strowman because of it. Mm. Like The Rock, who, who will lose to others along the way here and throughout his. Is, is, throughout throughout next year, still looks like an absolute star. But unfortunately, the stardust doesn't really rub off on the people that he's losing to. I think that's why it's, they're usually forgotten. If you keep the guy at the top of the card, and especially if it's, it's someone getting a push, then it, it, it kind of means something. Yeah. Because they need that. They need the boss we just already talked about. We need that baddie for mm. boss man. Because Rock can't feel a big show right now. And rock art feud with Triple H gotta do something but he did need Albert to do it so still protected there and now Bossman is the number one contender <laughs> anyway rock is blah 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 up your ass blah 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 if you smell the rock says basically like okay I'm not the number one contender and that's fine but I will be the champion again at this point in time with their plans for Wrestlemania that's a fine thing to say for him to go hey look I'm not champ now but I will be again mm. so away we go the Hardy Boys accompanied by the Hardy Mum versus the New Age Outlaws as Mech Warrior 3 presents WF Armageddon <laughs> as this was the year of 
mech games that required six additional add-ons oh, and yeah. uh, an extender pack for the PC and a graphics card and you this and that. Basically, build a little tank in your bedroom yeah. to play games like Mech Warrior Three. Right. And the controller's so big it had homeless people living underneath it. <laughs> totally immersive experience. Yeah. And the, the, the bubble burst night and night. Mm -hmm. And good God Almighty, obviously they've censored some things in the show, like uh, China's getting beat. They don't censor this. During the entrance of the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn goes as far as to turn around, bend over, and explicitly grab his balls and gently stroke and tuck them in. <laughs> and I had to watch that so you can enjoy I it was, I was surprised they left that in they were again this is a family show yeah. meat and veg Billy Gunn PTC did nothing, nothing wrong, wrong. <laughs> no, New Age Outlaws do their shtick and crowd does not care that they are evil villains who beat up Test oh yeah they pop for them big style yeah they still go nuts of the entrances uh, the Hardys outclass them in terms of flying around the place but Billy can outrun the rock wearing dress shoes <laughs> Also, Billy Gunn was the only member of DX who was unaccounted for. So that's why the rumour that Billy was a possibility to be the one. Hey! Thank you. Nice Thank one, you. mate. Well done. Give myself the Barry Horowitz there. Uh, Let's see where that goes. Yeah. Crowd loves the Hardys double teaming, but they do chant for Terry. Okay. And give a crazy heart foundation assisted by the back. Heart foundation? God, you Heart attack. Heart attack assisted yeah, by Barricade on the outside. <laughs> give me a heart foundation. <laughs> but the ref gets bumped. The Road Dog takes a ton of double teams. But here comes X-Pac and one crappy kick. Oh, I'm incorrect. It's a near fall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But then Billy reappears and pulls a ref and X-Factor ends it. Okay, that finish got me. Not going to lie. I enjoyed that. I thought Hardy Boys got a nice shine from this. Absolutely. And Despite what a, losing. What a great manager Terry is able to do. Absolutely nothing against the might of the DX. What do you want to do? Run it in spear room? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just Slaughter would have... I kind of, kind of feel like that... The, the idea being that she's a little bit heel whilst their face is. I like the idea maybe of, of her interjecting a little bit un against their best wishes. They could have done something like that. Mm. Have her distract the ref or something to allow something to go on. But they didn't. They, I don't know, for whatever reason, they didn't do it. But uh, Hardy Boys look good. There was, it, was, they, there was a, it was a good showing for them. More, one of many to come. Absolutely. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger of the hit show <laughs> highest rated Smackdown in history there's a sit down interview and boringly recaps what a nice time he had last week do you see who he does it with no uh, the Meghan Markle of the McMahon family Marissa Mazzola <laughs> wow that was a lot of M's who, <laughs> was who, who is that Tom the wife of Shane McMahon oh really yeah I didn't know that. Marissa Mazzola is the wife of, now the wife of Shane McMahon oh. father of their multiple children is this how we met yeah Oh, yeah, nice. it's good, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? Isn't it adorable? But like, but compared to everybody else in the McMahon family, like she is nothing to do with the business now at all. Yeah. Like she's she's removed from it, which is what I like. Like I say, she's like the Meghan Markle. Like she's just the outsider of it all. Um, but yeah, Marissa Mazzola. I always rated Marissa Mazzola as a as a backstage uh, presence. I thought she was good in this bit. There was a bit of bit of glamour to Marissa yeah. Mazzola that I think a lot of them didn't have. Oh, I, I literally don't remember. I, uh, I, I, I see, is she going to be on SmackDown the next few years? I don't think she does a whole oh. lot. She does stuff. I remember her doing stuff on Livewire quite a bit. Uh, right. I remember her doing sort of almost like the Gene Oakland style from the WWF uh, television studio oh, type yeah. thing. Um, and then the odd bit here, like the bit with Arnie, where Arnie's talking about all his favourite bits from SmackDown, including it was nice that they showed the end of days trailer to the audience. Yeah, 
<laughs> I like the bit where they plugged my film. Yeah. Thanks, Arnie. And then they cut it out for the TV broadcast. <laughs> Lawsuit. <laughs> and then wonderful. Uh, they followed that up with co-star Gabriel Bryan is asked, did you see Smackdown with Arnie? And he says, no. <laughs> and they quickly cut away from him. <laughs> So yeah, a bit, bit more Arnie Rubin, why wouldn't you after the... Oh uh, god, yeah, milk that. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's on your products. Arnold Schwarzenegger battering Triple H, yeah. yeah. And then next week, Arnie will talk about, how was it like being interviewed last week about your... <laughs> oh, it was great. They again didn't show the end of day trailer <laughs> as they were promised. <laughs> Bastards. In the McMahon compound. Man asks, <laughs> the McMahon compound. The McMahon compound. Shane asks if anyone could smell anything burning. <laughs> Tri rest Triple saying, tests chances of success in the WWF. Ah. The rest say no. Then Shane has a stroke. R.I.P. Shane. No, wait, God, <laughs> there's a fire in the office. But where's Steph? Asked the commentators. Christ. God, this this show is like. Can you, we not be a wrestling show this week? Can we just stop all the wrestling? Where's Test? Where is your wife? Oh, oh sorry, you're having a nice lie down, looking after your nose. You Absolute maroon. Steph, can I have some lemonade? Steph, there's something burning. Can you move the TV closer to my bed so yeah, I can play WrestleMania want, 2000? I want to suck at WrestleMania 2000 some more, Steph. Steph, I'm bored of this. Can you get Mario Kart? <laughs> now, you, do you know what? Like, Tess would be the sort of person, Tess would be the sort of person that would get stuck on level one of Lilac Wars. That's who, that's who Tess is. Steph, can you find easy mode cheats on gamefaqs.com? <laughs> if when asked what his favorite platformer was on the N64, Tess said Earthworm Jim 3D. <laughs> Steph, Cooper! Steph, can you beat this level for me? Steph! I need a graphics pack to Steph, play Donkey Kong. Steph, the, <laughs> Steph, the fire in the office has prevented me from seeing the Donkey Kong 64 screen. <laughs> but, uh, Steph, uh, I can't be in this level on Banjo Kazooie. Steph, I'm stuck on the Super Mario 64 title screen. <laughs> How do I play the ocarina? Steph, Golden Eye's boring in one player. Steph, I thought Natalia was a door, so I tried to open a symbol. Steph, what's Perfect Dark coming no. out? I didn't like it compared to Gold Knight. You had to press buttons that were skewed. Steph, we're calling him up TT and Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> Steph, can you stop laughing because I cried at Whizpin? <laughs> It's a scary pig man stuff. It's a very serious game. Steph, <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat the glove in Smash Brothers. Steph, <laughs> can you spend all day changing all the names of international superstar songs in the real life ones? I've got a, I've got a, I've got a heavy day of bleeding. Steph, I don't want to play as London Rover. I don't want to play as Arsenal. <laughs> Alan Hero, who the hell is that? <laughs> Alan Hero. 
found this in the ground in the yarding, so. no we haven't mate oh, okay. no we, we'll come back we'll be back for you test the next thrilling installment of boring oh, Smackdown segment the next thrilling, thrilling episode of oh. test winches of our N64 games test is, test is too busy playing Glover to notice the fact that he's on fire <laughs> so the ball will come back for me <laughs> Press all the buttons, but B. Oh, no, my Steph, it was B. <laughs> it was B. <laughs> Steph. <laughs> you beat Moo Moo Farm to be there, cat. I'm dead. God, I got a headache. Oh god, is that big Still the copy Captain Falcon and F Zero. Oh, oh Jesus. So, who's Nez? <laughs> Who the hell is he? Fairfire N64 game so expensive. When the console was so cheap, it's like they planned it that way. <laughs> Steph, why does Revenge look like WrestleMania 2000? Uh, don't be mad, but I played as NWO Revenge and Sting is now the champion. <laughs> I had to beat Randy Savage. I hope you're not mad with me. I know how much you like him. Oh my god! Oh my god. So the main event is Big Boss Man versus The Rock. <laughs> Christ. So that's hardcore champion and number one contender Boss Man. All the bells and whistles. So after The Rock bounces him around, of course, Boss Man very believably takes over on The Rock. And I think I've typed very believably here because it wasn't very believable. Yes, yeah, um, speech marks around it. Luckily, Albert is here. Luckily. Luckily, luckily, Albert is here to help things in case Rock does something crazy like not sell for his opponent. Ooh, whoops, it wore off, and Rock gets the rock bottom and the pin on the hardcore champion number one contender. So, Albert and Bossman beat him up, and apparently, this was our main event. But Big Show runs in and chokeslams Albert, and then the Hollies run out, and Rock destroys them with rock bottoms. Was this supposed to be the dark match post-show bit? I don't know. The Rock buggering about with Albert, Bossman, and the Hollies. It's like, it's like he's visiting the mid card. Like the way, <laughs> yeah, they give like, them gifts. like the way a pop star would go to the Bronx. But <laughs> it's two pound a month. This feels like he's paying a visit. Like it's gonna pop to the mid. I'm gonna pop to. The, it's like they make a wish. Like the make a wish for the mid card was to meet the Rock. <laughs> you ever see when uh, was American Idol? They went to like. I forget where it was in like Africa or somewhere and like oh they're they like this is literally the worst place on earth oh my god it's so horrendous <laughs> and like they had like so it was like Coldplay music playing it's like we have to give back he was like Idol gives back and I was people going you make how much money off this show and you're asking <laughs> us to give money this is the rock going to see the mid card I didn't realise it was as bad as it was I mean the rock has seen some things in his time but the big boss man getting a singles push in 99. <laughs> Some of these guys have had the, the same deer for the last two years. <laughs> I thought Hardcore Holly had left. <laughs> <laughs> this is Prince Albert, whose tag team partner left the company 
1999. He is yet to have a change of gimmick. <laughs> hard, hard British Bulldog will have to walk 10 miles to get a title shot. <laughs> <laughs> with, you, with your help and just one pound, we can move a title shot closer to him and give him a fishing rod. Look, The Rock would be serious for more. The Rock will move the $500 sunglasses and say, like, <laughs> The Rock was supposed to see D'Lo Brown, but The Rock just couldn't manage it. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is far worse than I ever thought it would be. Val Venus is backstage asking for change. <laughs> The Rock couldn't look at him. Valvinus, Valvinus was promised a life of luxury, yet was denied it at the last minute and returned to the to the slums of the midcard, where he fights just for a three-minute match once a month. <laughs> the Rock was backstage. He opened the door and saw, saw Tess playing the Nintendo Sixty-Four. He was covered in blood and there was smoke, but Tess was still playing. I asked if your man was Tess dead, and she said probably. Steph, Tetrisphere's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but no one, but no one's got the heart to say it. Steph, I thought this, this Tetris challenge wouldn't be as scary as it was. <laughs> Yes, the piano keeps chasing me in Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> if I drop the pad. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I get a rumble pack for my birthday? <laughs> Can't see the screen because of the smoke, the blood, and the catcher's mitt that I'm wearing while playing the game in case the piano attacks me. Yes, <laughs> the absolute goober. Oh, I like how I like how the uh, the mid card joke has run back into the test, whinging about the Nintendo sixty four joke. One stupid overlong God. segment to another. If you've listened this long, and you don't like it. Well, more for you. Photoshop, John. <laughs> John. Can we please have Tess playing an N64 game whilst, whilst dying? <laughs> and then annoyed Stephanie with man in the foreground like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> John, work your magic, my friend. Uh, yeah, so Rock is, Rock is hanging around with some right goobers uh, in this. But I love you people saying goober. It's just, do you know what? It's the only way to describe most people on this show at the moment. Yeah. You, the, the, it's sad, and we've said this before. The company is in such a, an, an awkward position where there isn't the talent at the top. And as I said last week, it's not for the one to try in. Like they really have tried to elevate these people, but none of it has worked. That's one way of looking at it. But the other side is these gimmicks are over. The Hollies are over, former Tag Team Champions. Bossman, I'm not sure if Bossman's over, but the segment, 20 years later, the segments are. Mm. But so Rock maybe not be like the main event dudes, but again, one of the positives of SmackDown we're ignoring is the fact that. God, these mid card guys were great. Yeah, I think the, the, yeah, they are. They are great. They are great compared to you know what would come in the future. But mm. the the sad thing is, I look at this. I think there's one person who you could probably legitimately elevate to main event, and it wouldn't feel awkward, and it would just flow nicely. But the guy at the top of the company doesn't like him, and he's currently in a feud for the Intercontinental Championship against China. <laughs> so he's he's a, Kurt Angle will be, but he's not ready yet. Yeah. But Chris Jericho, you could easily slot into a feud with The Rock, yes, or whatever. Keep The Rock busy with Jericho, but you're not. They're not going to do that. Yeah, and a very good point made. This is that means the last bit of the show, the very last bit, is kind of awkward because people are expecting something. So hmm. we haven't seen this. Triple H is in the ring by himself and I've probably done oh god end this bit <laughs> you know sick of this blah 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 Vince hated me as I was never one of his guys Vince screwed me crowd Austin Austin 
without New Age Outlaws and X-Pac, the crowd is done and does not want to see Triple H at this point of the show. Triple H tells him, Vince, to come to the ring by himself without the cops. So he does. Triple H then tells Vince if he touches him, he'll sue your ass. Uh-huh. I'm like, didn't they just beat up Test for like an hour and a half? Yeah. What? Okay. Triple H says he doesn't want to beat him up, then loses his job the next day. So Triple H challenges Vince to a match, a proper match, at Armageddon, where he can do what he wants with him and not get lose his job the next day. And I think he's kind of doesn't say yes or no yet, because on the Titantron, Vince's family have fallen down some stairs oh. and can't get up. And that's how it ends. Jesus. I've typed out three little letters. Oof. <laughs> yeah. As much fun as we had ripping on it. God, this was just... The Triple the, the H, DX, and Vince, and Test, and Steph, and Test, and Test, and Test bits were endless. And we know why, because right now, as the word we like to use in the show, embryonic, we have to do something. There's no Austin. There's literally no Austin. Currently yeah. expecting Austin. No, you're going to get and a it, video package of Austin. And it's that lack of main event guys and the the only other person you could probably put in with is The Rock but they want to keep that for Wrestlemania at this point so it's that thing that WWF does where if all else fails default to McMahon because mm-hmm. it, it has an, it has unfortunately been proved from time to time that when McMahon rocks up there's figures there's ratings there's intrigue there was the Roman Reigns had his <clears throat> had his run his early run and he was getting booed everywhere mm-hmm. and there was a, there was a keen desire to fix that Hence why Vince McMahon turned up and did the whole heel. Roman, you're not worth it. Da, 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 da. Uh, Vince McMahon got clobbered by Roman in the ma- in the main event night. And that night, Roman Reigns became the, the super good guy because he was, because involvement with McMahon legitimized him. But they've put themselves in this situation now where like there's the only person that Triple H, if Triple H can't feud with um, The Rock mm-hmm. or Mankind, mm-hmm. it's Vince. Big show, no, so putting him over. Exactly. Big boss man, got prior commitments. They're desperately Test, trying to keep. No, he's playing wetress. <laughs> They're trying to desperately keep everybody doing their own things because mm. they are keen to not give these matches away. Which I get. I get why you wouldn't want to rush a Rock Triple H feud if that's now where you're thinking WrestleMania is going to go. So then you think, okay, well, that's still four months away. We've got to do something in the meanwhile. I mean, what they do come up with. I think is is a great option considering their options, but that's coming up post Armageddon. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get through that bit first. Oh, goody! Yay! But, and it is also funny. Uh, last time Austin took time off, which is after Buried Alive. What was it? Not Buried Alive? No, Rock Bottom. I apologise. Mm. With the Buried Alive match Undertaker, because he really needed time off, and they don't do much in that match, bless them, because they were both pagged. Yeah. Uh, the few that they did at the top was. DX versus the corporation, so Man versus Helmsley. Yeah. Now, months later, the end of the year, Austin thinks some time off, come back to Triple H versus McMahon again. Yeah, it's just funny that. Isn't it? Just keep on, keep on on. Just keep everything ticking over until we've got a plan in yeah. place. But you know what? That's enough keeping on. That's mm-hmm. been a long, la- laborious <laughs> podcast that we've had fun doing. Ah, it's been hilarious. If you haven't enjoyed it, that's a shame. It's ah. free. It's free. Ah. It's free. So, Tom, what did you remember from this? Uh, from this. I remembered. What did I remember from this? Because <laughs> I, 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 I remember Big Show's title reign starting with a real, in a real damp squib way. Yeah. Like I was, I remember even at this point thinking, why is Big Show facing Hardcore Holly? Like Hardcore Holly is nowhere near that position. Like why is that happening? 
I remember, yeah, I remember feeling like Big Show. Like, you got to bear in mind that, considering he's the WWF champion, Big Show had bugger all on this show. Mm. He had one segment in the middle, surrounded by everything else. You couldn't have made Big Show look any more of an afterthought than yeah, you yeah. did. He's definitely not supposed to be the, yeah, the the guy. But yeah, he could have certainly, could have certainly. I, I, I want to, I want to fantasy book this entire I know, time. I can, I really do. I'm going to sit down and write something over the weekend. Uh, how about you? What did you remember? China getting brutally attacked. Yeah, jeepers. And and do you, oh, that, how many got your head? Yeah, it was very very grueling. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Did you think it made you care more about China? Maybe. Yeah, but that was a long, that was that was one a long se- pause. Yeah, I'm thinking about my answer being like, yeah, for that one week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you watch Survivor Series '99, crowd loves Jericho. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, China has her fans, but there was way more Jericho fans. So far more. And I did say last time on the Survivor Series thing, I'm very sorry, I did this before. That I was gonna check Jericho's book to see what exactly triplates the vault. I'll have it the uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll dig into it next week. But what anywhere. did you forget? What? No, that's a horrible thing. What had you forgotten happened on the show? Yeah. Um, I, I, forgot, I, I forgot how big a goober test was. Like, Come on, no, you can... No, yeah. no I did, because I did, like, <laughs> I, I knew that he wasn't sort of feature attraction, oh, but okay. I didn't, I forgot just how bad they made him look. How much of an how much of a nothing they made him look when the in that room in that in that McMahon compound as you called it the the only one with a pair of balls is probably Vince the only one with a, with the guts to do anything is probably Vince McMahon yeah. and head of steel Stephanie McMahon <laughs> yeah test is test lies there with a bus nose all night like you couldn't make him look any less of a star playing Wrestlemania like yeah like to the point where Patterson and Briscoe had more like had more to offer physically than Test like that upset me because Test could have been your guy what did you forget happened the PTC guy being champ kind whammy because there was a photo of him in WF magazine I remember that Mm. and I think that the the headline that the magazine put was like rain on the parade and everyone understood what the hell that meant until you was like, oh, okay, like, no one likes rain when there's a parade going on. Yeah. And then so, like, yeah, and he's like, oh, well, this guy does have the right to protest it. But I thought it was a real guy. Ah. I thought it was a real people, like, real people protest, they're coming to the things, and he's like, well, you're buying I like that. But then he realized, wait, no, why are you featuring him? Why are you taking photos of him? And why are you, fe- yeah, I mean, obviously, duh. And why's it champ kind? But also the fact that he had a giant sign, mm. like a giant thing walking around saying, you wouldn't have got in with that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Size NAEW. Yeah. You wouldn't have got in with that. Well, they showed you the thing of like, you ever see uh, Raven versus Dreamer? It's like, Tommy, use my sign. Yeah. He should have been there for like Stephen Richards. Oh, He's got sign. that would have been fun. That yeah. would have been fun. And this has been fun. Uh, and we're going to get back together next week. We'll do it all again next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand new one. He is at Matthew Greg on Twitter. That's right. Uh, new Botchmania out uh, soon. Soon. I'm going to be doing the 2019 worst of. Oh, get in. Looking forward to that. Uh, slide into DMs if you want a preview. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Uh, what, have I, what I'm working on. Um, Wrestling in the 20s lands on Sunday. Uh, Four-part podcast documentary about the beginning of the 1920s. Talk about Ed Strang. Ed Strangler Lewis. And uh, the, Gold Dust Trilo, the Gold Dust Trio, the first screw job in wrestling that predates oh, Montreal. Got by about 80 years. Uh, not Hackenschmidt, it's another one. 
Is it even one? Oh, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to listen to our podcast. I've got a huge yeah. idea. It's very well researched and uh, professional. Yeah, Unlike the Cold of Hobbit Smackdown Review, which joins you next week. Love you, bye. Sort of. <laughs>